to the Race FF Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And today, guys, we are going back over to the Northeast uh, with a legend. You know, we, we've uh, had Dylan on here. We've had uh, Spencer out here. And the one thing that they've told me, you know, in terms of them starting out and their origin story is that there's always one guy who helps you out. One guy who kind of really sets a plan for you to go ahead and uh, move the way that you end up moving in, into road racing or your overall like amateur racing um, career, if you will. And for these two guys that I admire, admire one person. So by default, I admire this guy. Um, Sefer Wires, and I'm so happy to have you on here and really get into the nitty gritty of, you know, the past of uh, Honda Challenge, uh, the present, and hopefully the future. So thank you for coming on, sir. Hey, Jaime. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor to have somebody who uh, both uh, Spencer and Dylan speak just uh, nothing but great things about. So for the people who are barely getting to know you, um, you, from, from what Dylan has told me, you have like a little bit of a side hustle. I don't know if it's a main business of doing uh, pretty much one of the things that I consider my biggest weakness, which is electrical wiring. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, okay, so my electrical wiring side hustle is um i've been doing it since uh 2002 i think maybe 2003 i think 2002 um i used to be part of a group called azp um they're still around azp installs they're in kenilworth new jersey and um we were doing subaru stuff i start used to do subaru stuff Nice. And um, the uh, we had a couple guys that were wanting to put tur- turbo engines in uh, non-turbo cars, and um, they came to me. They came to us, and they said, "And um, let's see." Uh, they asked if we would do it, and um, one of the guys in the well, the other guys were like, yeah, no, that's, that's way over our heads. And I, and then I kind of like said, all right, well, you know, I can do the mechanical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And the fellow that I was doing the work for, um, was, he was putting a 2002 WRX engine into a 2000 Impreza R 2.5 RS. Oh, so the GC8s. Yeah. GC8. Yeah. So yeah. it was a, 2000 2.5 RS four door mm-hmm. Blue Ridge Pearl. nice car. And, um, so I started the, the, the engine and, and all the stuff got dropped off at my house. And, um, this is when I lived out on Long Island at my mm-hmm. grandmother's house. And, um, when we pulled the engine out, we pulled the dash out, we pulled everything apart, started getting this, getting going on it. And the fellow that was supposed to do the wiring, um, bailed. Got, 
he bailed on us. He, he was, <laughs> wow, I'll just put a link ECU in this and have it up and running in, in a couple hours. And the, the fellow that wanted the, the swap done said, no, I want it running on a factory ECU. Oh. I want it to run like it came from the factory. And I said, all right, well, let's figure it out. So figured it out. And um, now this is in the old days of like iClub, I think. Uh, this, I think oh. be- before Nasioc. Before Nasioc? Oh my yeah, God. Wow. And um, I, you know, was, I knew a, a reasonable amount of Subaru people. And so the, the word got out that I, that I was capable of doing them. Mm-hmm. Like the only other people that did them at that point in time were um, was like Rally Spec down in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And I mean, they, they're, they're still around. They're doing all sorts of really wild stuff. Hmm. Um, but they that, were, sorry, was that before like Cobb started getting into the scene or? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cobb did. Well, man, Cobb may have existed, but they were doing nothing. Not, it was, it was minor bolt on stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Long before the access port. So like, if you wanted to tune, you had to use like, uh, that was even before Ecutech. You had to use like, no, you had to use Mega Squirt. No, it was a di- no. There was a it was a it was a UK tuning program that you had to use. Hmm. I, I, no, it was Ecutech. Okay. Because <clears throat> then, then you because then it was uh, ROM Raider is the free the free one, or the <laughs> yeah. crowdsourced one, and it works real well. Nice. Well, um, so we. We get this car. We have all the parts. Um, we just we strip down the two harnesses, make it work, and the car works. Or no, the car didn't run. And okay. we were like, shoot, we did something wrong. We went through the entire harness. Oh. One wire that was done that was that or, there were two wires. They were flipped because along the run they changed from one color from one color to another color. No at way. A, at a at like one of those big junctions. Threw me huh. off, but the car would have run without, regardless of that. Oh, so that wasn't the issue. That wasn't the issue. The issue was that we had put the fuel lines on backwards. <laughs> okay. So four nights of four nights of hammering, uh, banging our heads against the wall and trying to figure <laughs> this out. We figured out. We get this. We find out the fuel lines. Car fires up, runs fine. Hmm. And how'd you figure that out that they were backwards? Did you? have to probe them and see if they were pulsing correctly or like how, how'd you go about of that? To be perfectly honest, it's you're, you're talking 20 years ago and I don't, <laughs> I don't figure that out, but we figured it out and that was, and, and we switched them and it just started right up and ran perfectly. So then um, I had another guy ask me if he, if I could do a swap for him. And I did that with the, with the AZP guys. And then, um, and then, it, and then it was my turn to do my swap on my GC8. So that was my 2000, um, Blue Ridge Pearl coupe. And, um, that was in early 2004. And then by that time, um, you know, people were wanting, we really being DIY about swaps and whatnot. So I started, selling kits mm. um 
where it's just labels and diagrams and stuff like that and a you know a write-up of how to do it well that was a really bad idea because i sold it to one guy who then um sold it to everybody else yeah and he and he then and then and then the, one of the people that he sold it to started a business and then they uh they did some really <clears throat> less than stellar work um over the years and they don't exist anymore mm-hmm. um but then I just I just stopped I just kept on doing it you know word of mouth and mm-hmm. I, I do maybe you know one or two harnesses a month maybe three depending on on the times and there yeah. were times when I was doing what I was doing two or three a month and and all sorts of stuff like JDM stuff into old Impreza's. Uh, you know, new like version eight JDM stuff into like uh, 2001 impresses hmm. doing some stuff in, into like bug eyes and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I even had a kid up in, in Alberta, Canada. He was doing a, a swap uh, and you know, nobody, nobody was nobody like I wire didn't exist at the time. Mm-hmm. So, and that I wire is like everybody, everybody is, um, everybody sends their stuff there and the guy's got a really good online presence mm-hmm. and does really good work, but you know, he's back. He's very busy. Yeah. Because uh, most people who do good work are, uh, you know, as soon as somebody finds out you can, uh, take problems away from somebody, they are, there's a line out the door because a lot of people have problems with that. Yeah. So, you know, they, there's i've never i've never taken it on as a full-time job i've never tried to do it as a full-time job just because i really wasn't i really wasn't ready to to go into that aspect mm-hmm. of life i i, I needed stability mm-hmm. i needed a nine to five and then the you know the side hustle just supplemented that yeah and uh, that. so this year i've probably done Make two harnesses so far. Okay, but I, last year I did maybe maybe a dozen. Mm. Like not not many people are doing swaps anymore. But mm-hmm. I've branched out to you know Honda stuff. I've done some done some really weird weird stuff. I did a <laughs> I was doing an S two thousand engine into a into a uh, heck is that uh, that. Toyota 86. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a car very near and dear to me. A lot of my buddies that I race with in uh, Lemons, they're all Toyota heads. So the A86 and those yeah, things. Yeah. One. The guy, the, but the guy that, that I, that was, that brought me the project was trying to do it on the cheap. Of course. Again, he's just Corolla like, guy. Well, can you just get it? Can you just get it running? And I'm like, well, Whoever started doing this, like it was one of those things where I, I took on, on the project because somebody else oh, had started. Oh, someone else and, had given up. Yeah, and this was it was the most hacked up, you know, t- just twist wires together, <laughs> put a wire nut on them type of stuff. And you know, I don't mind doing that. I don't mind unfudging people's work. It's really fudged. Cause that's what I I'm really good at is figuring out what somebody else did and, un, <laughs> and 
correcting it, doing and then redoing it. I've 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 redone countless harnesses <laughs> that have been That's dope. hacked up, and there's you know four foot sections of it missing, and you got to add add wire into it and redo sections of it, and make it work, mm-hmm. and hunt down the, these. Uh, um, you got to hunt down stuff where you have like. People are putting, um, they're doing their splices with, with, with Harbor Freight spec, Harbor Freight style <laughs> butt connectors, but they're using yellow butt connectors on like, on like a 22 gauge wire and then, <laughs> and then wrapping it with electrical tape on top of it. It's just like, come on, what are you guys thinking? It's, it's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Perfectly not fine. not going to start a fire. So. So I've been doing that on, an, you know, I've been doing that cons- consistently for 22, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'll do it on whatever, whatever project hmm. people bring me. But So you heard that, work. guys. If you have a horrible harness that you are willing to pay shipping uh, to New York, I guess. Um, New Jersey. Suffers your, or New Jersey. Uh, suffers your guy. <laughs> So, um, obviously, uh, this is the Race FF podcast, and we talk about front-wheel drive stuff, and Subarus are very near and dear to me because of my buddy, the guy who got me started out, um, is, or he had his shop, uh, Corner Speed Tuning, shout out to John Lindemann, um, and really uh, worked on those cars and got to know like a lot of what they were. He was one of the mechanics that did the rebuilds for cop tuning over in Huntington Beach for a while. So I'm very familiar with like uh, the Subaru scene and uh, all all kinds of headaches that come with uh, those cars. Um, but you um, are known more in terms of uh, racing for your Honda cars. And... Uh, you and me kind of have a little bit of a parallel in that uh also like uh i think uh lowbuck for a while um also drove their race car to uh the track so what was your first race car the first caged car you got out there so in 2000 i started hpd in 2002 at the end of the season um this was uh, my first track day. My first track day was at Lime Rock up in uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I went with Spencer. And um, let's see, I went with Spencer and Mike uh, from ACP and a couple other guys. Um, I don't remember who all at, at, at this point in time, but there was a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That went, and at that point we were all autocrossing. Crossing was the best thing on the planet. <laughs> and then you got to yeah. a track. Yeah, and then I was fucked. So, <laughs> 2003, I did 26 track days with NASA. Uh, no, in one year. Days. Yeah, 26 track days in one year. Dude. Uh, NASA. Dude. Club, Emra. BMW Club, dude. Uh, uh, 
some other random clubs. I don't remember who, but a lot of them. And on the same engine, same uh, car. That was on my that was on my two thousand my two thousand Subaru Impreza. Oh, and okay. that was that was with the um, with the stock NA two two point five liter engine. Yeah, it makes sense. Turbo one. Then, I don't know if they could handle that much uh, track abuse. Oh, definitely not. I mean, it, well, it depends. <laughs> it dep- it depends yeah, on how, if it's if it's, it's built, like yeah, yeah, like that twenty six. To give you guys an idea, like uh, normal NASA SoCal, um, I, I guess uh, season is about nine track events right now. And each track event is like two days. So 26, you're talking about like almost two to three years worth of like NASA events. That's wild in one year. Yeah. So my, my last day, my last event of the season again was NASA at Lime Rock and I show up to grid and the um, regional director, Joe Lee at the time comes running over to me and he says, Zephyr, I need you to, I need you to get in and instruct today. I'm like, but I've never instructed before. He says, <laughs> yes, but you've been in, you've been instructed many times. So just take all those principles you've learned and just apply them. And he put me in a car, in a, in a Subaru. So I knew the guy, I knew the guy, knew the okay. Subaru friend. put me in the car with that guy. Um, and it was okay. So then I went and did the, uh, NASA instructor training with, um, with NASA Mid-Atlantic. I think Mm -hmm. they were in Virginia at the time with, with Dan Onkefer. And I did that with, um, a couple other guys. Uh, I think the other, the other two ACP guys. And, um, so at that point I'm like, well, Oh, I'd already, at that point I had put the, the, the uh, 2002 WRX um, engine into my into my car, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get VIR. I'm gonna be real fast. <laughs> yeah, I was just, like the slowest car in in Group Four, nice. and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> and you know, just doing lapping lapping days was was kind of it, it, at that point in time it was kind of getting boring, and I was getting the itch mm-hmm. to race again because you know, I I before. I thought uh, I was autocrossing. I, I was, I'd been racing motocross. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, that ended with, after a horrible injury. So, oh. and, well, I, yeah, I, I took a long break from racing motocross and racing on two wheels. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, as the 2004 season start is going, I'm like, I, I want to race. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that my Subaru is the worst co- idea of a car. <laughs> and so I'm talking to Spencer and I'm like, dude, I've, I've got this itch to race, but I'm not, I'm not feeling the Subaru. And there, and you know, I need, I want to, I, I wasn't really tickled by any of the other, um, cheap classes that were out there. So you weren't hankering okay. for a Miata? I wasn't, I thought about a Miata, but it was just, it was at that point in time, spec Miata was still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was, it would have been a, re, a lot of money to get into that. Yeah. And so my, so Spencer said, well, why don't you race East coast Honda challenge? Cause at that point it was East coast Honda challenge. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm like, 
all right, well, that's a good idea. Let me, what, what, tell me about Honda Challenge. And so Spencer is telling me about Honda Challenge. I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm hooked on this. And then I start talking to my friend, Charlie, Char, uh, Charlie Greenhouse, the, um, mm-hmm. of Entropy Racing. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a Honda that I'd be happy to sell you. It's, um, it's not fast, but it's turnkey race car. It, it'll be, it'll, it'll be, it's ready to race. You, you'll need to put new belts in it. And, um, It'll, it'll be a good development car. Hmm. So I talked to Charlie a bit and I ended up getting my 86 Civic hatch, yellow one Ooh. from Charlie for $2,000. And came, it, it was a, a running race car with four round tires. That was the, that was how <laughs> we rode a bill of sale. Nice. And it had a cage already. Oh yeah, it was. A, it had been. It was an ITC car, so oh, it, nice. it was, so it was really slow. It had like 70, <laughs> 70 horsepower, something like that. Was that and the carbureted car- one, or yeah, it was a carbureted one. Oh, okay. So I get, I go and pick this car up. Um, I borrowed a trailer. I borrowed a truck. Pick it up. Get it back, and I'm like, well, how the heck am I getting this to the track? So, first time I, uh first time i took it to the track i dolly i no i didn't dolly to it i flat towed it yeah with a tow bar yeah behind so this was behind my subaru (laughs) yeah well that was great got to the track had a good time we're coming home and one of the guys is like um your car's wiggling around a lot like he called, or it was, we were at, we had CBs at the time. Mm-hmm. He says, no, the car's kind of wiggling around a lot. We might want to stop. So I look in my mirror and the car is just going, you know, left to right behind me, like on a four feet, one way, four feet, oh, the other Jesus. Way. Well, one of the, one of the brackets that holds the bumper on, um, had <gasps> torn. Oh no. So at this point in time, I had no, like I had no paperwork for this car. Like I couldn't register it. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm on the side, I'm, I'm, on, I'm stopped on the side of route 80 in New Jersey and I've got, uh, and I'm an hour from home. I'm oh boy. everybody else has their cars on trail uh, trail uh, on trailers and everything. So I'm like, all right, well, what's the worst that can happen? I get stopped. And so I jump, I, I, we, we ripped the bumper off and chucked it in, in, in the back of the car. And my friend Alex jumps in my Subaru and drives my Subaru. I, I jumped in the Civic. Alex jumps <laughs> in the Subaru. Alex, Alex put like, like, I don't think you could have put more than like a car's length between the two of us. And he mm-hmm. just follows me home. Uh, I, I've done that before. Follow somebody who's kind of sketching. You just ride their bumper, make sure they don't get pulled over. Yep. Sick. I mean, I had an expired New York tag on the car that <laughs> we borrowed. We pulled off of Mike's car that's that said AWD for me on it. <laughs> so, get home, go through this all this. I fix the um, I fix the 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 tow bar issue. I fix all that. I get it. You know, I get that all sorted out, and then I go into comp school mm-hmm. at Pocono. 
Ooh. Yeah. And that was in, I think, in August of 2004. And you flat towed it there? Yeah, I flat towed it. Nice. Um, and I'm still learning this car. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know anything about Hondas at that point in time. I just, <laughs> I, I, like, I just, I was learning everything. So, like, I didn't realize that you, when you dump the coolant on it and you refill it with water, that you have to, that on that, on the D15A3 engine, you had, there was like a, the, the little bleeder. Mm. on the on the um upper neck oh yeah so, actually yeah my d1666 still has that where you just crack that sucker open and you can fill it up and it uh makes it easier yeah so i didn't realize that was that i filled it up with water thing boils over on my first session out oh. the warm-up not a problem we ended up we got it all patched up good to go did the comps cool all the, all the exercises during our uh, pra- our our um, our race that we did? Um, it just the heavens opened up, and it was just like a complete like monsoon. I know you don't you don't have to deal with that out. <laughs> yeah, we we deal with a, a light sprinkling is. Is enough to make uh, all the freeways jam because everybody wrecks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so fortunately, I, the tires that I had on the car were, they had some tread on them. I don't remember what tires they were at that time. Mm-hmm. I think they were still the round tires that I got from. With the car <laughs> Tight. And uh, so, it, so it was fine when it rained, and the car didn't have any power, so you know. It, did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. So, so then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go and race. I'm going to go down to Summit Point with NASA Mid Atlantic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to race Honda Challenge. And I borrowed my friend Joe's truck and trailer and nice. went down three weekends down to NASA Mid Atlantic at Summit Point. And I think that I finished four of the races. Mm hmm. Um, and it was in H5, I think we had, I think we had five or six cars in H5. Mm-hmm. And, and so Dave Harrison was in this really wound up first gen CRX and that thing was just, it was just dialed in. It, he, mm. he knew it. And then it was me in my ITC car. Cause at that point in time I hadn't done back. I was just trying to get out on the back. You had the round tires, though. I did have the round tires at that point. <laughs> I, at that point in time, I bought. I'd gone out and bought a set of Kumos. Oh. Um. Because they were open uh, tire for that uh, for during that time, so yeah. Toyo wasn't the title sponsor. Yeah. So I got the the Toyo. I was on the Kumos, and I was all ready to go. And I went out there with this slow, slow car, and. There was one other, and this it was yellow. And at that point in time, um, a fellow named Keith Edwards was still racing. Mm-hmm. He was an older gentleman, and he had a first-gen CRX, and he claimed that it was the oldest car in Honda Challenge. 
was an 85 CRX. Oh, wow. And he and I went at it for the entire 30-minute race. Just I was so dope. I was attempting to pass anytime I could, but he just had like 20 more horsepower than I did. <laughs> so I'd come ripping into 10 as fast as you can in an H5 car and be all over his bumper. I'd stick my nose out and then he'd just pull away from me. <laughs> so like two thirds of the way of the, of the way in, you know, we're getting passed by H1 cars and we're nose to tail and the H1 cars are coming through. And then the H2 cars start coming through. And at that point in time, H2 was di- a lot different than, than it is presently, where it was just like ITRs and um, GSRs they, uh, and stuff like uh, that. Well, I don't think the GSR was was H2. The GSR was H3. Uh, oh, like yeah. Pre- stock. Preludes and... Okay, okay. Uh, a couple other cars, but there were, but it was mostly, it was mostly just, just ITRs. Um, and so Keith and I are coming around just, you know, nose to tail. And at the same time, um, which it was Dave Bolin. And I think one of the Kirpiers, yeah, the two of them going nose to tail on both in yellow ITRs. So we all, nice. all four of us came down the chute at summit point nose to tail. So it was Keith, me, Dave, and then one of the Kirpiers all coming down as we're going through the kink into, into, into turn five at, at summit point. And then the, the two H2 cars stepped out on, the, on our driver's right. And the two of them passed us nose to tail. So we were like, H5 nose to tail, H2 nose to tail as we're going through turn five and then into the carousel at Summit Point. And it was just like all this yellow and it was just so cool. <laughs> That's so dope. So, yeah. And then um, I think I ended up blowing up that, that engine. And then I swapped, I, I ended up finding a, an SI and putting an SI engine in it, and which mm-hmm. was allowed the class at the time mm-hmm. and so then i just the you know i, I kept on i kept developing the car in like 2005 and two, yeah 2005 and 2006 i kept developing the car and it went from this complete turd that was really slow to it that um a championship a national championship winning car that's awesome man and like Obviously, we're we're just kind of glossing over that. But how long did it take you from your first event to getting it to a national uh, championship winning car? Um, I think in like two thousand two thousand five, I is when I did the a lot of the development on the car. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I got some, I got some good Coney single adjustable shocks for, for mm-hmm. the car. I got some, um, I ended up, I ended up finding, um, I, I ended up finding some gold mine, like arts cars or that, that were like on, like on eBay. I, I ended up finding this one car. It had 
it was out like you know an hour and a half from me out in pennsylvania and it had like it had a blown engine and it was an autocross car mm-hmm. but it had a set of of 13 by 7 revolution wheels on it oh and, and 13 by of, 7 man 13, Woof. 13 by 7 and those were the hotness by the way for the h5 cars <laughs> Nice, nice. So I ended up finding that. So it had those on it, those wheels on it, and it had um, it had the, the Coney yellows on it. Mm. All right. On all, all four corners. So I stripped that off of it. I pulled a, some other parts off of it, and then I junked the shell. Okay. Well, it had the transmission that it had that that, that was it. The engine was blown, so all it had was a, 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 a short block. Mm-hmm. in there no head on it but it was still had the short block and it had the the um the transmission on it mm-hmm. so i pulled all that stuff out and i ended up at some point in time pulling that transmission apart i don't remember why i think it may have been when i yeah i i don't remember why i pulled that transmission apart, I pulled it apart. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow the tr- the the um that transmission had a had a Mugen diff in it. No shit. A Mugen clutch diff. Oh shit. Oh, so sorry. I got this. I got this whole car, this whole parts car, for four hundred bucks. What, dude? The and, Coney's alone would have been like a steal, and then you got those thirteen by sevens, man. And, and then, then the the unobtainium Mugen uh, diff. diff. I'm not even sure you. you Damn! Like, where would you even get that? Like, well, you used to be able to get them from from your local Honda dealer. Oh, that's right. They used to sell all kinds of really cool stuff, like for that car. Hmm. And so once I had that in the car, it was the car was all. So I put that in, and then I put a. I ended up buying a a, a four nine. We put together a group buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four nine final drives from a guy up in Canada. This guy Jamie Hausman, mm-hmm. and it took like four months to get the thing to get them made. I had a, I had like a, I think we ended up having a half dozen of them made or something like that. Wow, that's that's a significant amount. Yeah, and they ended up costing like two grand a piece. Damn. Yeah, I don't okay. feel like I can complain about prices now. <laughs> And so, so I got all that in, and that made a huge difference. And oh, then yeah. I, and then I sent, um, I sent an engine down to, um, to uh, Kevin Helms down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and mm-hmm. he put together a really spicy engine for me. Nice. And, and this is all H five still. Yeah, I ended up dynoing dynoing that and i got a, i got 105 horsepower off, off of that engine dude that's that's good i mean that's i'm i'm only 10 horsepower ahead of you in a car that i'm sure weighs more <laughs> oh that car weighed that car weighed 2000 pounds with me in it jesus holy shit that's like 400 pounds lighter than me so like between two the 2000 Four season and the 2005 season, I got. Uh, I ended up buying a, another 86 Civic hatch. Mm-hmm. It was white. Spencer and my 
and my cousin Alex and I drove down to Maryland, I guess it was, uh, mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving. Yeah, over Thanksgiving weekend. And I picked this car up for a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, or it came with a brown top um, twin cam Z, uh, ZC engine. It may oh, have been okay. A, it may, have been, it may have been a D16A1 out of a U.S. spec Integra. I don't remember now. Okay. But that car was pretty awesome. So I registered the car up in Massachusetts at my mom's place. Mm-hmm. So I had Massachusetts tags on it. I lived in Jersey at the time. There was mm-hmm. some, I had some problems with uh, my license at the time. Okay. Uh, because of New York State. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I was, all my stuff was registered up at my mom's. And um, so on race weekends, I would take the tags off my white car and put them on my race car and drive the race car. Because <laughs> they're the same year. It's like unless somebody reads the VIN, they're, yeah. they're not going to know. I may or may not know of people that uh, drive Corollas that they have multiple of that do that. I'm not saying any names, but <laughs> I may know. Of somebody who has the same car. It's just like, I paid one registration. I'm only going to drive one at a time, so. Oh, man, that's well, funny. So, I was, so 2005, the 2005 season, I'm driving this I'm driving this, this, this Civic to all the events. You know, it, it had a side exit exhaust on it. It was loud. Um, Spencer, awesome. I, I believe Spencer awesome. told you about the time when I was driving down to VIR in February and and the heat didn't work. Oh yeah. So recently I went to uh big willow and um, in hopes of trying to get the car lighter, cause I'm still way overweight. I took the heater core out, obviously took the e- AC out. To, I, have to, I essentially made my dash a clamshell. So nothing else is there. And um, I had a little blanket over my legs cause it was cold driving out to Big Willow. So, yeah, I heard a story about you trying to do, like, roadside heater and ha- something about a blanket. Like, wh- what happened? All right. So, this is fe- – it's February, and I'm I'm going down to VIR because it was the first race of the of the Northeast uh, – the, or the mid-Atlantic season at the time. And the Northeast is not known for being super cold, right? <laughs> February we probably had a good we had snow on the ground. Oh boy. So what are we talking about? Uh below or slightly above freezing at that point? When I left New Jersey it was probably below freezing. Jesus. And it was gonna be cold in in in, in uh in Virginia. Jesus. So this is I guess it was Friday night. I guess I was to work. So I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the civic. I've got, I'm on my, I'm on my Toyo RE1 full tread tires. <laughs> my rain tires. And I was just running them. I just run them on, on the street. And I'm, and then I've got either four or six, uh, Kumos in the back of the car, plus all my all my stuff, my toolbox, my my pop up tent, my all my other stuff. I I know the feeling. Uh, I'm 
I, I still haven't unpacked from my last race weekend. So uh, next to the next to me in my studio, um, I have all this junk around me. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So every single bump that I hit. And I don't have a radio in the car. And this is like before iPhones. <laughs> and there's no lights in the car. So I'm like, I'm hauling ass down 81 through, through like Pennsylvania and, and Virginia. And then I'm getting into Virginia and I'm like, it's getting really cold. <laughs> And wait, I'm wait, like, but you didn't have a CD player with the anti-skip? I mean, that would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually at that point in time, I did. I was actually thinking about um, to ballast up the car because I thought I was underweight. I was actually thinking of just putting a big sub box in the back of the car. <laughs> Some 12s there. in the back? <laughs> yep. And then and then uh, and then just putting one of putting one of the uh, Honda songs in there. Oh, uh, perfect. And 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 on the uh, you know on on the warm up lap, bumping the, the Honda songs as I'm as I'm going around, and then on the cool down <laughs> lap doing this thing. That never happened because I didn't. Uh, I wasn't going to spend money on that. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm freezing my ass off. I stopped. I put every piece of clothing I had on, and. I had my jacket on. I had my, I, or no, I had my jacket on my legs. Mm-hmm. And because that was, uh, so any, so we get down there. So I eventually get to VIR. And, um, raced. I don't remember how I did, probably second or third. Um, and then the, then the, on Sun, so we only raced one day that weekend. I don't remember how the, the format worked in those days. I think you raced one on Saturday. Like, I think we may have raced on Saturday and we ra- raced on Sunday morning. And then on Sunday afternoon, they had a uh, three-hour enduro, I think. Okay, that makes sense. The like wet and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually they have the enduros for about a three-hour setup. And so... Myself and one of the other Honda Challenge driver, H5 drivers, this guy Dave Harrison, he and I decided to do the Enduro together. Well, Dave was a husky gentleman. <laughs> so when he got in my car, he looked like Miguel Gorilla. And we had <laughs> to compensate for that, we had to, I ended up floating in my seat <laughs> and it just it, it wasn't it wasn't great but we ended up you know we finished the race mm-hmm. and then once we were done i put all my shit back in the car and drove home to new jersey <laughs> so that's how it that's how i was doing it for like all of the 2005 season and then like and on average how long were these drives that you were doing like 50 minutes, uh, an hour and a half. Well, at that point, oh, in I didn't at that point in time, NASA Northeast really didn't have a racing program. They did like mm-hmm. one race a year for comps for their comp school. Okay. They did a lot of HPDs, but they didn't do any racing. So all the racing I was doing was with NASA Mid Atlantic. So I was driving four hours down to Summit Point. Jesus. And we're talking about four hours in a race car, like nonstop. 
just like stopping for fuel at most. Yeah. Whew. Well, I didn't have to stop for fuel. I could just go four hours. On, <laughs> on, on That's that, right. On that. It actually was great. I'd get, I went, so like. How many miles did you get per tank on your race car? <laughs> the only time that I actually measured it was when we drove out to, um, to mid Ohio for, for champs in, um, in I was dry, going out there um, with my friend Jeff and I was, he was towing out. So I was following him. So I wasn't driving <laughs> quick. I was, you know, we were going mid seventies and I was getting 38, 38 and a half miles. To the gallon. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so dope. And of course this is a heavy car because you have all your stuff in it. It was probably probably twenty two hundred pounds, maybe twenty three hundred pounds with all the shit in it. Yeah, that's still heavy. That's still like heavy. I mean, compared to if you were to try and like you know go out there and um, just be as at, at full race weight. So well, at race at race weight, it, you know, once I got to the event and unloaded all my stuff, it was it was two thousand pounds. Oh, like I I would always roll I'd roll scales at like. 2004 pounds 2006 pounds all the time mm -hmm. and i think one time i came at like in at like 1998 or something like that and that's within the threshold so mm -hmm. i think it's like plus or minus five or something like that i yeah. forget i forget well it, it you have you you have it's 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 five pounds at the first time you go over the scales mm-hmm so you have to you have to correct it after afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, so we drove so like so the rest of the season I'm driving to events like so I'm, did I drove, so from New oh, Jersey DIR, to Mid Ohio like eight hours eight hours yeah and never a problem going to Mid Ohio. Uh, um, <laughs> so one of the times uh, so in, in 2006 I think I went out to Mid-Ohio three times yeah uh, not not to call anyone out but uh, uh, another person uh, let's say his last name is something Anders Anders Anderstand uh, let, let's just say Spence Spencer A. No, no, no. That's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. S. Anderson. S. Anderson. Let's go. S. Anderson had mentioned something about um, a random check <laughs> that you got pulled into. Hmm. So I'm on my way back from from Middle Ohio. On the way back. On the way home from Middle Ohio. Oh it's like boy. Two o'clock in the morning. Of course. I'm in Jersey. I'm tr driving down Route 31, like not far from where I currently live. But I was still at that point in time. I was still probably a good 45 minutes from home. So and I'm going like seven hours and ten minutes into your drive home. You're you're in in your mindset. You're home. Yeah. Yeah. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm driving through Oxford, New Jersey. And I'm in a yellow <laughs> C 
Civic with five, with with blue five seventeen on the doors and Lobuck written on the side of it. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't final that at that point in time. Initially, I'd put it on. I just written it on in Sharpie. <laughs> um, and don't forget the side exit and exhaust. Side exit, side exit exhaust. Yellow car with Massachusetts tags on it. <laughs> And um, this policeman starts following me, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" And um, I think that I had put I had put a JDM cluster in that car too. Oh. I, don't I thought maybe it was just because it was cool. Yeah, but I, it was so many kilometers. So I'm like, "Fuck! I don't know how what the speed limit is." <laughs> and and I don't know how fast I'm actually going. So. I get so he throws his lights on right as I'm about to leave Oxford Township mm-hmm. and pulls me over and walks up to the side of the car and he's like, <laughs> you know, license registration, hand him the stuff. And I'm like, I hand him registration for the white car. He's like, oh, looks like you, you did you painted the car recently? I was like, yep. And, uh, <laughs> like um all right let me uh let me uh let me take your stuff he takes the stuff back to the car and uh, back to the cruiser and he's sitting in there for a while he comes back to me he's like uh i hate to say this but um we're gonna have to go down to the station because you have a bench warrant for an unpaid parking ticket what unpaid parking ticket he or an unpaid ticket oh Turns out I, it was a t- unpaid ticket from when we had gone down to the Pine Barrens down in New Jersey, down in like South Jersey uh-huh. with Subaru people like from like three or four years before um, that I never paid. Well, mm. policeman's like, well, it's 148 bucks. Do you have, can you pay that? And then we'll, if you can pay that tonight, I'll just you can you can be on your merry way. I'm like, I don't have 148 bucks on me, but there's is there an ATM in town? I'm like, he's like, yep. I'm like, all right, I'll meet you. <laughs> he's like, follow me, and then uh, we'll 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 uh, go up to the station and we'll get this all 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 sorted out. So we go to the he he holds on to my license and my registration. Mm-hmm. We turn around and trundle down the hill to. <laughs> pull out 160 bucks we'd trundle back up the hill to the, the police station i'm sitting in there for probably a good hour or more while he processes all this stuff through give him some money he take he he goes through this through all this stuff and he sends me on my way <laughs> so pay your parking tickets guys yeah or pay your tickets pay your tickets it's it's not worth it to 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 uh and you were so close, only 40 minutes away, man. Oh, that's such a killer. But that's, out of all the years that I've been doing <laughs> track days. So how long did you drive your car before you started towing it? Um, well, I drove the Civic to the track 
in all of 2005 and all of 2006. I drove it out to the, uh, the 2006 national championships, won, and then drove it home. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to stop four times on the way home to try to sleep because, like, I was exhausted. Yeah. And it was September, and it was it, like, you know, trying to sleep inside of, of a beer can is is next to impossible. So you know, it, it's yeah. Cool. I so mean, I, I mean, you weren't able to recline your seat back so that you could stretch out a little bit on your full nope. bucket seat in roll cage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not in a Sparco, not in a Sparco Corsa. <laughs> Dude, I no. I don't know if you knew this, but like, obviously, those that do listen, um to my episode I, I did do a drive from washington state all the way down to socal because my cage builder was up in washington and it was a 17 hour trip and i had originally wanted to like stop and sleep at a racetrack because i felt like i could be safe there um and dude like i don't know it, it's just I knew I couldn't sleep in the car the way that it was right there. And uh, it it was just like, I, I feel you like it, it's hard to take rest in, when you're in a race car like that, driving it. Oh, it was, it was, it was brutal. So like I'd fall asleep for like 20 minutes and then, and then I'd have to, I'd be like, all right, I, I gotta, I gotta keep going. Um, of the time, like, of the when I was when I was driving into the track, the, obviously it was the time with the heater core that got the heater core lines, and then obviously the the dealing with the local law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the worst one, the worst problem that I ever had was I went down to um, to CM to CMP Carolina Motorsports Park. That's down in in, in Kershaw south carolina mm-hmm. so because there were so many people going from you know west virginia area down there I, another another competitor another h5 driver um kim radcliffe and her husband alex they both raced honda challenge actually my current honda challenge car was rate was owned by by alex at one point uh in from like 2001 to 2004 or five and um so we drove so i drove my my civic from my house in new jersey to their house in in um which which was right around the corner from summit point west virginia and they had a toter with like enough space for probably four cars or something like that so Mm -hmm. we put we had my h5 car in in their toter and kim's h5 car and then uh probably a miata or, or something like that there something else and so so the it was myself and alex and kim and we drove down from from there on like a friday afternoon all night and got down to kershaw in in like you know the middle of the night it was like 12 hours from from their house to the to kershaw and so, like, we get there. Everything's cool. I'm, I go out there. I'm learning the track, warm up, mm-hmm. qualifying. I go out, and I'm like, huh, something doesn't sound right. 
And so I'm going into like the last second. I'm going into the last corner there. I'm between the, the second to last and the last corner there. And all of a sudden the car just goes. Bleh, and I ventilated the block. No. So I'm like. What the hell? How am I getting home? This is bad. This is real bad, bad. Mm-hmm. So I start talking to people and another guy that at that point in time, he hadn't, he wasn't racing Honda challenge yet, but he's, he doesn't. And he may, he may not, I don't know if John Rimmer still races Honda challenge or not, but he raced H2 for a long time, but he, Mm -hmm. he was like, Hey, um, I've got a, I've got a, 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 um, D16, uh, D15, a three sitting at home on a, on a, on a, on an engine stand that came out of my autocross car. Um, I'm an hour and a half away. I can go pick it up and bring it back. And I was like, okay, how much do you want for it? He's like, how's 400 bucks sound? I'm like, deal. Perfect. So, John, so I go pull 400 bucks out of an ATM, hand it to John. <laughs> John goes, and, I didn't know who the heck John was. <laughs> John goes home, picks up this engine, comes back, and at like, eight or nine o'clock get shows back up with it and at this point in time i'm like i'm pulling this engine out in the sand at cmp <laughs> no engine voice i'm just disconnecting everything pulling it i, I pull the engine out how'd you pull it out because those boxy ends it's like I, I don't know what's the most ideal way of getting it out is it to drop it from the car or is it to lift it up over it so so what we ended up doing was we ended up uh, taking everything off that needed to come off and then just lowering the car, you know, no wheels on it, lowering the car all the way down to the ground. Oh, and okay. Putting, and, and we put a, we put a, like a plastic tray underneath the, the mm-hmm. um, underneath the, the engine and transmission assembly. And we just undid the mounts and just dropped it onto the, onto the plastic tray yeah, jacked it up as high as we could get it, and just slid the whole thing out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just swapped over my trans, my clutch and flywheel and transmission, and put it all back together, and it was pretty much ready to go, like with like a few minor things by like before midnight, and I did pretty much, I think I did all of it on my own. Wow. And um, started it up the following morning because uh, you know they have you know, sound rules there, and obviously you don't want to wake people up with a loud ass race car at midnight. <laughs> and um, so I start the car up at eight o'clock in the morning. Everything works fine. Go out there and ended up finishing third. Dude, that is yeah. gangster to the max. I mean, we I, did that at Lemons uh, with our buddies in a Corolla, but I mean, that was like three of us at any one given time. But yeah, dude, that's that's wild. So we were, yeah. So I so I ended up like I was racing. I, I had a really good race with um, Sam Myers. Mm-hmm. He's Sam. Uh, Sam Myers is uh, an old Honda Challenge guy. He's he doesn't race anymore, but he he does have a bunch of cars that he's um, raced with 
raced in the Honda Challenge, and he's run in uh, with the the S Club okay. in uh, in STL. And, oh, okay, uh, okay. Very competitive cars. He knows the car. He knows the second gen CRX really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and second but, gen is non carbureted, right? That's the D sixteen A six or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, so he and I, he he was running in a in a um, in the H five uh, EF chassis uh, Civic, and the two of us were running pretty close together for the whole race and i was like i was in i ended up passing him like on the last corner and just and we were like it was like a photo finish when nice when we took checkers that's dope man so then we loaded the carbs back up and headed back to west virginia and then we got back to west virginia like whenever it was in the in the middle of the night and i unloaded the car and hopped in it with all my all my stuff and drove from summit point, West Virginia, all the, all the way back to New Jersey. And as I'm showing, as I'm rolling like onto 78, in New Jersey, I 78 is the mm-hmm. interstate that I'm like the middle of Pennsylvania to across New Jersey to New York or to New York city. Mm-hmm. And as I'm coming up and over these Hills, the sun is coming up and that's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, fuck, I got to go to work tomorrow. Or, I got to go to work in two, in an hour. Oh and, man. You got to go to work today. <laughs> yeah. Like I got home, I got, I got home, slept for an hour and just got up and showered and went and just went to work. Oh, and it was man. not fun. Um, oh, I'm already tired but, just hearing that. <laughs> so, so I had the, so the Civic was good and I really liked the Civic. Um, in 2006, I guess it was I. Um, I decided to do uh, the Emra Four Hour Enduro at at Summit Point, and I did that with um, a couple of my friends. Um, I was doing with uh, I was with Matt Bookler. He's uh, an old Honda Challenge guy. He doesn't race anymore, but he still instructs in D's mm. K twenty four EG. Nice today. Uh, Future. Coop. Yeah, he's Bookler's a real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll tell he'll he's got all the old stories about Honda, the old, old Honda Challenge days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so myself, Bookler, and my friend Sean Curran. Sean is um, Sean actually started racing in the Honda Challenge, but he's uh, he's of spec E30, um, okay, notoriety. But he's um, he he he's unable to race anymore. Oh, um, that's sad. Yeah. So, um, so right. okay. He, so, so we ended up Bookler went off in turn three, got the, the car got hit and damaged. Um, I got parts from Dave Harrison who lived near summit point. We got the car back out. Sean gets in the car and does the first is doing the first stint. And he does about 15 laps, goes down the front straight and shifts from, from fourth to third and ventilates the block. Oh boy. Money shift. 
Oh, yeah. So that, that race. And so at that point in time, the car was, the, the Civic was pretty banged up. And I ended up getting a really good deal on a, an 85 CRX SI chassis. <laughs> it already had a cage in it. It was ready to go. So I, took, I bought that. And I also got, along with that chassis, it was, I mean, that body. It was just a body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you know, so was no roller, no um, no no, no end. It was it was on a dolly. Oh boy, no wheels, no suspension. No wheels, no suspension. Oh boy, I got, I got the body, and then also along with the body, I got a set of six. I got six thirteen by six Volk TE thirty sevens. Woo TE gang, thirteen by six. They, they weighed eight pounds a piece. Dude, that is wild. So, um, so I got that car and same problem as the, as the yellow car didn't have, didn't have any paperwork for it. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't have, I don't have a CRX that I can register all the same thing with. So I decided that I decided it was time to, to, uh, start towing. And I ended up getting a dolly, a tow dolly. Mm -hmm. Um, I started dolly towing towing my crx with my uh with my subaru gangster that, that's so some I, gangster stuff so i did that up until um did that up until 2010 and that's when i bought my van Ooh, what kind I, of van um it was a 97 Ford Econoline 350. Oh man, those are dope. Those are dope. Yeah. Um, Did he ever try yeah. and look for a diesel one? Because I know they made some diesel ones. And in... oh, it, this was the 73 diesel. This was the turbo. Yes. Diesel. Yeah. This thing, got, this thing, when it was in good shape, got like 15 miles the gallon towing. Gangster. Yeah, those um, are pretty dope. I, I was actually looking at uh, getting a van for that. But you know, my fiance's not not that uh she's not as ratchet as I am, I guess as the young kids would say. So we we had to get something nicer and we were able to find a GX four seventy. So I'm I'm excited to start towing that and be comfortable nice. instead of being in my Cobra Halo seat driving. But since we're talking about now a little bit more of the highway parts, um some anonymous source, we'll call him S. Anderson, um, <laughs> also mentioned to ask you about entrance slash exit ramp point buys. What does he mean by that? Oh, well, let's go. That goes way back. Like <laughs> this was when Spencer and I were DEing, and we had just started DEing, and we're like, "Well, if you get a point, you have to take it." <laughs> so we would go to like like we'd go and do like Subaru meets and 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 just hang out car meet stuff mm-hmm. like on like a Wednesday night out on Long Island. And we were going from I think we were going from Hempstead Turnpike onto the Meadowbrook Parkway one night. And we were, you know, we, the two of us were just, we were, we were pretty wired that night because we were <laughs> a lot of we, Red Bulls. 
I yeah, something. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like Red Bulls, Red, Red Bulls, Red Bulls, Red Bulls, or whatever. <clears throat> Definitely at that point in time, neither of us drank. <clears throat> um, <throat> we didn't drink much. Um, and and definitely didn't de- definitely didn't when we were driving mm-hmm. um but we are getting onto the meadowbrook parkway and i'm like let me see if he'll pass me and i just give him i just point gave him a point by reached you know stuck my hand out the window pointed pointed him by on the right and i see lights behind me and then no lights and then spencer <laughs> got two wheels in the grass and then he just pulls just gently comes right back on all four wheels back onto the pavement and <laughs> the two of us go nose to tail and just just full watt trying to get back on getting onto the highway yeah, that's funny you guys are wilding now oh it's, man exceeding the speed limit by a lot <laughs> him and him and his in in this Civic standard. That was like a four-speed Civic. Oh boy! And me and my my NA Subaru. So nowadays, what are you driving, and what's your setup? You're racing in H two, right? So now I'm right now I'm racing in H two. I've got a uh, ninety five Integra chassis. Um, it has been raced in Honda Challenge since 2000, since Honda Challenge started, since mm. 2002. Um, it got mothballed in probably like 2006 or 2007 after it got, it, it had an incident and the whole thing mm-hmm. needed, that required it to have a clip. Okay. So it was, sitting, it was sitting in Andrew Zimmerman's yard for years. And um, so I ended up, wrecking my crx mm-hmm. after seven or eight years of six of just hard racing it mm-hmm. um at lime rock if you go into i racing and you race at lime rock and you go and pit in at lime rock you'll see that on the the the, the barrier that's there that splits the main track the track from the from the hot pit there's white marks on it those are my white marks oh wow they're still there wow even on iRacing, it's now yeah, part I of racing. the topography right there. Yep. Um, so I wrecked that. I ended up buying that. So I bought that chassis from uh, whoever the uh, Ian Carpenter owned it at the time. Mm-hmm. So I got it from him, and it was at, at um, Andrew's house. So I picked it up, got a um, – and it came with a clip. I took mm-hmm. it down to um, my friend AJ Hartman down in South Jersey, and he was supposed to replace the clip for me and do some other other, other stuff that needed to be done on it because it had gotten pretty banged up. Mm-hmm. But I got the car for for very cheap, and it, it had a cage in it, and it had a suspension on it, and already and had a set of wheels on it. So it was, you know, doing a clip was less than three grand, so mm-hmm. that was a lot cheaper than building a whole new car yeah it was cost effective at that point yeah and i was done i was at that point in time i was done with the torsion bar cars like i really didn't want to drive a torsion bar car anymore Mm -hmm. and um you wanted that double wishbone life oh yeah and because like my crx when i was racing it in h2 
it was that car tried to kill me like every time, <laughs> I, every time I took it out on track, like it, it had an 88 inch wheelbase. <laughs> it was the wheelbase was as wide as as long as it is wide. <laughs> square car. Oh, hey, yeah. corner balancing should have been perfect because it's perfectly square. Well, it was super <laughs> sketch to drive at H at H2 speeds. It was it was sketch to drive. And um, so I got my Integra and um, started out with a uh, running a B16A in it. And then um, I think I blew up. I, I got a, the first one that I put in it was from the JDM engine place was a bad. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad engine. Mm-hmm didn't even make it 40 miles and that so i ended up buying oh. another beat day from i think from the same place but it was a out of an automatic it was a it came with an automatic transmission okay so not yeah. as not a speed up yeah <laughs> so you know you put the type r cams in it and you're and, and you're and it, it's nice and spicy it's perfectly fine and it's in great shape so i ran that that engine for a while for like two a season or two and then um and then I popped that one um, for some reason. I don't remember exactly why. And then I switched to uh, the B16B. So I'm running the the um, so I'm running the DC EK- chassis with a uh, with the EK9 engine in it. Yeah, the EK9, the CTR engine. So yeah. at the crank, it's supposed to make like 185 and whatnot. Yeah, and it makes that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make much torque. Yeah, so, I mean it's a Honda, it's to be expected. But yeah, compared to like the B18s and whatnot, compared you're... to a B18C, it's or a B18C1, uh, it's just like pulling out of a hole is is it's not. Yeah. Great, and the way that the rules were for the last for like up until this past season, it was it was I was in at twenty four hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Since changed that it's it it got a 50 pound reduction mm-hmm. which i think is probably what is what the what it needs to be really to mm. be to be much better shape and um so i've got that and um and then towing wise i'm still using just the same single axle trailer that i've had for a long time <laughs> And, um, and I mean, at 20 something, uh, 2000 something pounds, like it's not, you're not overworking that thing. Like, so, no. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, and the best thing about this, that engine is you can you spin it to 9,500 all day and it's just absolutely fun. I love doing it. So since you're touching on essentially an engine that I've even looked into for when, the inevitable happens, which is uh, much like your H5 uh, series. H4 seems like it's kind of on its last legs. I think in Northeast with you guys, uh, Kaylee was the last person that I saw that still had an H4 car. And it looks like um, SoCal, well, like for me, I'm in kind of like a holding pattern until the jump starts and then I have to go to the junkyard and find an EP three that's wrecked or something to figure yeah. it out. But yeah, I had looked at like the horsepower to weight ratios of, uh, 
of the engines that are available for um, Honda Challenge for H2. And it does seem like the uh, B16B is got one of the more favorable horsepower to weight ratios. And given our shorter tracks over here, it seems like it could be a, a bit of a a better um, better setup. But, you know, I run into the issue that, yeah, I could probably get the swap for what it's going to cost me to do, like, close to a K-series swap. But the prices are starting to go up and up on those things. And, you know, like you said, when you got yours, it's... You know, if you break, like what happens then? You're like out a whole nother three to four thousand dollars now for an engine, and it's like, oof, can't do that. Well, I've got Plan A and Plan B. Yeah, no, you you're set. You're set. I'm still trying to get get in there. I still have a spare D16 that I'm like, uh, you know, I, I would have been happy if we stayed <laughs> into. Uh, into H4 for like at least another two years because then I would have put a diff and a final drive in this. But, you know, what what are your opinions in terms of the future for Honda Challenge? Because, you know, I'm sure you guys have these conversations as well as what we have them here. And it's always about trying to figure out how to get more people involved and how to grow our series. So what's your take on that? Well, I've been well. I've been doing Honda Challenge for almost twenty seasons now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the classes have ebbed and flowed mm-hmm. drastically. Like H H one used to be, and we we used to have a huge H one field, and we used to have a huge H four field. Um, when we in guess 2008 or nine it was that we up we changed we, we revised the um the h2 rules to um have the, the limited or the as we called it the lms the lane mm-hmm. motor swap um option so you could put pretty much you know so you could do an engine swap and not run an h1 because mm-hmm. that, like, we had so many people at that point in time. We had so many people that were wanting to run Honda Challenge, but they already had cars that had engine swaps in them. But mm-hmm. they weren't. It was not. It was not competitive for H one. Mm-hmm. So we opened. We revised the rules for H two, and to pretty much to what they are now. Mm-hmm. It's changed a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Uh, and it's been it's it's resulted in a lot of growth and um you know i think that so like in the last year with nasa northeast we've had we went from consistent eight drivers to i think we picked up so we so all the guy, all the H four guys have have mm-hmm. pretty much all of them have have moved up to H two, mm-hmm. and um, they so we picked up five more H two H two cars, and then on top of that we've got this um, we've got this New Hampshire contingent mm-hmm. that just recently 
started playing race car with us. And um, so we've got like four of them. So we're at like, if we, I think we did, we, we did a head count of all potential H2 drivers in the Northeast. And we're at like probably close to over 20 drivers, over 20 cars on a weekend. If everybody gets their act together and actually (laughs) down place. But I don't, I don't know if we're going to get that. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to get that many people out. I mean, hearing a 20-car Honda Challenge group, it it almost sounds unbelievable to me. Um, Obviously, you know, in SoCal, I say it all all the time, we're spoiled uh, with the best, like, driving conditions because we could race, like, year-round and whatnot. But, um in terms of the Honda Challenge uh, series, like we struggle, we struggle to get uh, enough people to sometimes even get uh, contingencies for the top winners, and you know, like instead of sitting there and saying like, "Oh man, like this sucks," it's like, "Okay, so what can we do about it?" And you know, part of the reason of doing this podcast is to share that, and hopefully, some people who look for Honda stuff that are in SoCal since we have so many Honda drivers might get curious enough to join us and seeing how much success you guys are having. And of course, mid Atlantic has been growing as well. And NASA, Texas, which is like wild considering that they have to go all the way to like Louisiana and Oklahoma to get tracks because Texas is so small. (laughs) Um, I see all of those people um, growing and then I'm like, well, damn, like I want to join them. Like I want to have a good field of people out there. So what can I do to kind of see what you guys have been doing that works and what, what doesn't work. And I guess since you have a bit more of a macro uh, vision of it, because you've been around for such a long time and know the ebbs and flows, you know, that it's like, Oh, it, it, we didn't lose a lot of people because of this one specific rule change. There's like, you know, times when there's no specific rule changes and people come and leave depending on situations. So what do you recommend that you've seen that's helped out a lot? Well, the biggest thing for us in the Northeast is that it's, it's a, well, it used to be a little family. Now it's gotten to be a, pretty large family and everyone is really cool like there's really aren't any people that are dicks yeah there aren't that many (laughs) there there aren't that many richards in the group and um and and if there you know if there is some nobody really nobody everybody's everybody's there to 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 have fun at the track Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, some of the guys are, are spend a little bit more money. Some people, mm-hmm. some of the guys put a little more effort in, mm-hmm. but of the cars, I don't think that any of the Northeast cars are really extru- like developed to the limit. Mm-hmm. When, I, I, when Spencer was racing in, in H2, his car was pretty much at the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenny's cars got a lot of 
really nice parts in it, but Lenny mm-hmm. doesn't rip enough uh, or frequently enough to to where you know he's getting the 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 seat time to where he's really putting the you know the car through mm-hmm. his through yeah. its paces. And so we can't say, well, Lenny's car is the fastest car out there, but mm-hmm. we know it's we know it's fast. We know it's got potential. But um, the driver you know, just needs a little bit more honing. Yeah, <clears throat> like my like my car, I'm I'm running I'm I'm running Coney doubles on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not running I'm not running any I'm not running fancy mm-hmm. fancy dampers. I'm not running GRZs or anything like that. Yeah, you're not it. a fancy boy, so I, I feel uh, you. I'm on the Coney's. We we not know, the doubles, the, but like the Coney race. You know the uh, this the the uh, single dad life is uh, is really putting a big um the big damper on on developing the car out any further mm-hmm. uh, um but those so, are priorities those are not necessarily like things that um are in, are necessarily a negative those are just the priorities and allocation of resources and time that everybody has to do like you know like there are well, other, yeah well it you know that i so like I have like I have an almost three year old now, mm-hmm. and so I've been bringing so and Penelope, oh. and she is an awesome little child, and she's been coming to the track since um, since she was little. Yeah. Um, like I think we brought to I think we brought her to her first event. We I wasn't racing, but we went we came to to a, a NASA Northeast event when she was mm-hmm. like six weeks old or something like that. Oh, wow. But she's been going with me to the track since, um, since July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And now she's been like, she's been asking Papa, I want to go to the racetrack. When are oh. we going to the race? And, um, like she'll like the last, the, at the last few races of the season, um, one of our other Northeast guys, uh, a guy named Lee, he also has a, a little girl that's mm-hmm. a little bit older than Penelope is, but she comes to the track too. And um, so the two of them are like track besties. That's awesome. And so when we when we go up and pick our grab our trophies, we bring our little ones with us. Oh, and that's awesome. The little ones hold the trophies. And so they've both of them have independently started wanting to do grab the trophy and yell Honda challenge. Oh yeah. When, when we're not at the track. So like I've got, a, <laughs> got two trophies up on my mantle here and Penelope will occasionally point to the trophies and say, I want to, I want to do it. And so I have to grab one trophy and she grabs one trophy and we both throw here and yell Honda challenge. Cause like, the, you know, the Northeast guy really kind of boisterous we yeah, like to... you you guys got that the Honda Challenge yell. I mean, it's it's so dope. I uh, I love hearing that every every single time. I I have a saved voicemail from uh uh another uh um what, what it, uh, we'll we'll call him uh and Anderson uh yeah S Anderson S Anderson um where where they yell out um uh, Honda Challenge yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, um, dude, like, 
Yeah, I'm really happy to have gotten the time to talk to you and really kind of delve into your backstory and whatnot. And I'd love to have you on again and talk a little bit more about uh, the season and how it's going because it's starting for you guys, right? I mean, for us, we, we're already like two, we're going on a third race coming to Auto Club, but you guys are starting uh, this weekend, no? Yes, so this weekend, um, we're going to be down at New Jersey Motorsports Park, down in the deep south of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a race weekend, but it's a, it's a comp school weekend, and um, so we'll be down there. Um, myself and Penelope will be down there, um, and... Uh, so you'll be instructing, or... Uh, yeah. Okay. So I've been, I've been, so I've been working with, um, with our, um, our licensing school now for probably, probably 10 seasons. Oh, wow. Maybe more. Um, just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't do the classroom session. I, I mean, I, par- I participate in the classroom sessions, mm-hmm. but you don't lead it. But I don't I don't lead the classroom sessions, mm. but I do spend a reasonable amount of but I, I do spend time in the classroom mm-hmm. because to communicate with with our potential race drivers. And um, so and I really enjoy doing it because, you know, if I'm going to be out there with these with these these guys mm-hmm. risk my life. I want to know what they're doing before we before we sign off on them. Yeah. And so doing, going out there and doing the, doing all the, the comp school drills and getting paired up with some of the people that are, mm-hmm. that we know who are, who, who's has potential and we know who doesn't have potential. Mm-hmm. So getting paired up with the people that don't, that, that are, that, that we're concerned about, mm-hmm. I, I pair up with them or I just, or I will follow that group. And and I'll watch them and 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 make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just see what they're capable of doing. Um, I really enjoy doing that, and I, I especially enjoy doing it with with other Honda Challenge drivers. Mm-hmm. But I, it really doesn't matter to me with who who else I'm in there with. But because like you know, two three seasons away, you no. Know, go past and these people come are still coming over to me and say, Hey, that, that, I had so much fun. in my <laughs> you, you showed me so much stuff that I didn't, I had no idea what I was, what, what, what I was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, the comp schools this weekend, we have, I think four Honda challenge cars mm-hmm. signed up for, um, two of them are in H2 and I think two H one um, S two thousands. Um, so it should be pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think we have ten or eleven potential drivers signed up for it. So it should be really good. And because it's a two day weekend, a two, a two day school weekend, so it's, it's not a race weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, really allows us to give the the uh, the the new drivers a lot more time and really push them mm-hmm. and get them make make sure that they're really good and ready to go and play race car because you know like like our my friend charlie said we're not curing cancer and we're not and we're not saving babies we're playing race car yeah yeah 
it's a good way to put things into perspective. And well, Sefer, thank you for your time. I mean, we're at an hour and a half now. Uh, I'm sure people are getting tired of me uh, droning on and are enjoying a lot of the stories that you've been saying. And there's so many other things that, um, well, we'll, uh, another, um, won't blow him up, but we'll say his name starts with D. Um, uh, has a little birdie that tells him stuff about uh, you. I mean, we could have gone into. Ah, uh, uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could have gone into some uh, Coda memories or some um, stories that he mentioned uh, about Coda, stuff that you brought home from Coda or created in Coda. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's there's, <laughs> a, lot, there's a lot more. Um, yeah, an hour and a half is not. <laughs> Not a lot, to cover, a lot of time to cover 20 years of this stuff, so. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be nice to talk, uh, have a little bit more of a uh, structure, uh, structured, um, uh, um, program, um, again, and, uh, the pleasure to talk to you, Jaime, and, uh, yeah. hopefully this weekend will go well and will be fun and Penelope will get her fix at the racetrack. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it should be it should be fun, and I'm looking forward to the 2022 race season. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many events I'm doing yet, but uh, mm-hmm. right now it's uh, the season is open. Awesome. Well, I'll be cheering uh, for you guys on uh, for you and uh, all the other people who I've had on here, especially Spencer and Dylan, and you know all of them. They say nothing but great things about you and uh i can see what they talked about and you know knowing somebody uh who shares uh the passion and the determination to drive their race car to the track and wrench on their own car um i i, I truly feel like you know there, there's a good connection there from uh from me to you because you know it, it's not the easiest path and um you, some would argue that it's uh being cheap but you know, the amount of time and, um, I, I guess like pain that you go through with uh, driving the car out there. It's, uh, it's a lot of determination to do it, to go through all that suck, to have the enjoyment of that. And yeah, I'm thankful that I got a chance to speak with you and, uh, share some of your valuable time. I mean, if you, if you really, really, really want to go play race cars. You don't need a trailer. You can tell, you can just drive the car. <laughs> yeah. You may not be the fastest, but the, yeah, there nope. is potential to, to be the fastest. And at, uh, at least if you're consistent, you can outwear the guys who, uh, you know, are on that knife edge and make a mistake and be there to capitalize on it. But, Oh yeah. But yeah, guys, um, Thank you, Sefer. Um, and if you want to know more about uh, Sefer's uh, wiring services, and mind you, even uh, Dylan, who is hardcore uh, cost-effective like I am, goes to Sefer for electronics, um, go ahead and uh, reach out to this guy. And uh, what's your Instagram handle? It's uh, your how? Let, let, let me spell that out. Z E P H Y R Belsky. So, yeah, look uh-huh. for him on uh 
Instagram, reach out to them if you're in the area or if you want to ship a wiring harness that has all kinds of uh, bug connectors on there from Harbor Freight, and he'll fix it right up. All right. Take care, Jaime. All right. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you next.